What's up, everybody? My name is Cam, and I'm your host for the Big Yikes podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Yikes podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Brooklyn. Well, you're married, so... Why did I forget Glenn's last name? Livingston. Brooklyn Livingston, formerly known as Brooklyn Willardson. Um, Brooklyn and I met in high school through student government. Literally crazy. We've been friends for like six, seven years. Um, but Brooklyn is a wedding photographer slash videographer slash lifestyle slash like. That's so nice. No, literally wedding videographer, photographer, just trying to be one, honestly. So, yeah. <laughs> she yeah we're gonna get into it but so I wanted to have her on the podcast today because we're gonna talk about weddings and we're gonna talk about Utah culture specifically like Utah weddings um so I guess I just want to start with like what sparked your love for photography and video like was there like a certain moment in your life or like just tell me the story okay well I've been thinking about this question because I feel like there wasn't like one thing that sparked, but I think like, so I had a neighbor growing up, Steph, shout out Steph, that did photography and she was like, she had this blog and she like took my baptism pictures. Like I remember she took like my baptism pictures, my white dress. And I remember thinking like, this is so cool that this is her job. So I loved like what she did, loved her blog. But then I was thinking like, I think like 2012, like any girl in Utah County that was like 12 to 18 in 2012, like knew like Haley Devine. Like if you know, you know, like I was obsessed with like pictures and videos that she would take. I remember like watching like her homecoming video for Brad and just like thinking, oh my gosh, this is so cute and so fun. So I think like Instagram was a huge inspiration and just like Haley Devine, JC Smith, like I just loved what they did. So I thought that was cool. So I was just like trying to be them, trying to be my neighbor, Stephanie. I just thought it would be like such a cool job but I didn't ever think I would do it as a job but just did it because I loved posting on Instagram and stuff so honestly I just did it for the pics for Instagram and then it kind of grew from there but I think that's kind of what sparked it for me for sure I'm like only the original snow pink umbrella photography like I was literally just thinking about I remember before I met Brooklyn of course I did a social media dive and I remember finding like your little blog pink umbrella right is that what pink umbrella (laughs) think about photography and I was like she's so cool and it was I don't know she's so fun and she'd always take pictures of like our friends or I remember it was like the last day of school for like junior year or something and we went up the canyon you just brought your little camera and you made like a little video I remember you making a birthday video for me and like Bryn and you know I'm just saying like you just are good about capturing memories and so I don't know our little photographer girl I always tell Brooklyn she's going to be the next Haley Divine like next circa Oh my gosh. That's so nice. No, it is so funny. Cause I look back and I'm like, I literally was just like doing photo shoots for like friends, like just for fun. We would do that all the time. So I think it just like started there and I just kind of learned from there, honestly. So thank you for letting me use you so I could like try out different presets and stuff. So I think it just started like that. I didn't really know if I would ever be like a wedding photographer or videographer, but it just started trying to get the pics for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I appreciate, oh, hello, I appreciate about Brooklyn is that she never went through like an orange phase, like, like your presets. Yeah. You never went through like a orange, like highly saturated phase. Like it's always just been natural. Um, so there's that. Um, okay. This question I want to ask, what was your first paid job or like paid gig? I don't think I've ever asked you this before, but I want to know like how, okay. If you can share, I'm sure like how much you got paid and what the job was. Okay, see, like, this is hard because I feel like I started when I was literally, like, 
13, 14, just like taking pictures for friends. And so what I think it was, is it was like senior pictures for somebody in my ward. I could be wrong, but I, I think I probably got paid like 50 bucks. Like I took her senior pictures, like literally down the street from my house. So definitely just started small. I think I was just excited that like they even paid me because I did a lot of stuff for free. Um, but then my first wedding, like wedding that I got hired for was 2019. So it was right after I got back from Hawaii. And I remember the girl texted me and it like freaked me out because I was like, wait, like you want me to do like your wedding, like for real. And so I remember she texted me and I like, didn't text her back for like two days. And I was like, cause I was so scared. I was like, I don't know if I want to commit to this. Like you just start thinking like, oh my gosh, like do I have the equipment I need and all of this stuff. But, um, so yeah, 2019, I think I charged probably like $500 and she ended up hiring me because I ran into her that Sunday I got back from Hawaii and she was like, okay, like, can you do my wedding video? And I was like, sure. Like I was just because it was face to face and I was honestly planning on saying no. So what's so crazy is from that, like, I remember the next person that hired me was her friend that was at the wedding and saw me doing it. And so it just kind of went from there. So if I like didn't have the courage to say yes, and honestly I didn't, it was just because I was scared to say no to her face. But so yeah, just went from there. 2019 was my first wedding, but just was doing like paid little things all throughout like junior high and high school so that's that's crazy she literally was like hey girl can you do my that's wow um how was your experience like with their first wedding like what did you feel like were you scared that like one of your cards was just gonna like stop working yes it's honestly terrifying i feel like that's something that people don't tell you about like shooting weddings videos and photos is it is like so scary and I remember my first time I think it was I was glad I was doing video that's part of the reason that I really like doing video because you can kind of hang back you don't have to like direct the crowd as much so I was really grateful that I started with video because I didn't really have to like take charge or like pose too much or things like that I could kind of just watch the photographer and learn so I, yeah, I remember I was so scared though. The biggest thing I was scared of was like going to the wrong temple or like missing them coming out of the temple because like that is the shot for like LDS wedding. So after that, I, f- I remember I kind of started to feel better, but it's, I remember being so scared. It's so scary. Ooh, I'm like, think, I think I feel, I literally filmed one wedding video. Just, I did two. I did one. I'm like, this is when I was in my photograph era. I think everyone goes through it. Honestly, if you live in Utah and I remember just being like, well, I don't know if I lose a memory card. Good luck. But um, could you take me through like someone like inquires you and you like book with them? Can you take me through like the whole process? Like, are you usually there for like proposal, engagement, wedding, or is it mostly just weddings or like what does a day in the life of a wedding videographer look like? Okay, we're back. We're back. Um, do you remember the question I asked? That was the funniest thing that's ever happened. Okay, just be mindful of the little like mute button, but we're good. We're good. Okay. I'm gonna try not to push any more buttons, you guys. So, so day in the life. Um, I think for video, most people just hire you for like bridals or wedding day. I feel like most people prioritize photos, which I totally understand. And I actually like that because I, if I do do a photo for someone, it's fun to like have engagements, bridals wedding day. Um, so when they inquire, the first thing that I kind of look for and like that 
I was thinking about, I kind of wanted to say, because I think it's important when you're like looking for a wedding photographer or videographer is somebody that like really likes your style specifically of like, just with photography and videography, once you start looking at different people's work and stuff, you can start to see like people have their different, a different style. Some people are more like photojournalistic, like not super posy and some people edit. Yeah. Like more warm or filmy. So I definitely try to make sure that like my vibe matches what they want because at the end of the day, like that's what's gonna, you know, have, make them have a good experience if they like what comes out of what I do. So, um, I def I kind of make sure that matches up, and then we book the booking process. They just like pay deposit or whatever, and anyway, so we book from there, sign a contract. Um, but yeah, usually I for vi video, I'm usually there for bridals and wedding days. So we'll set up a time and date for their bridles and first look and their wedding day. So video is a little bit more simple, but then for photography, um, yeah, usually engagements, bridles. And for photography, I like to ask more questions prior to the wedding day. Like, what do you want captured? Like, what kind of photos are you looking for? Are there certain like decorations or things like that that you want shots of? So things like that. So just making sure I like ask all the questions so that they're happy with what they get out of it, I guess. Have you ever had someone like, I feel like I'd be this person and it's like my nightmare who has like the entire Pinterest board of like, I want all these shots. Please make sure you get, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do you ever have like those people who are like, you get these or like, no, but it's actually like supposed to be a very authentic and like emotional experience. Yes. I feel like I haven't had someone too picky before, but I've shot video for someone that was really picky with the photographer. And it is hard because that is something where I feel like people are like, oh, I want like pictures of us laughing and like having fun and like hear all these pictures of us like dancing and being goofy and stuff. And I'm like, well, if you want that, like that has to be how you're acting on your wedding day. That's got to be how you feel. So if you're like super stressed on your wedding day, you're not going to get shots of like being like authentically happy or laughing or like dancing with your friends. So you kind of have to create the vibe that you want, I guess, at your wedding. So Luckily, I haven't had anyone be too picky with me, but I feel like I have had brides reach out and say like, oh, I really liked this video that you did. And it was somebody that did like a really like pretty like elopement style wedding or things like that. And I'm like, if that's what you want, then you need to have that kind of wedding, I guess. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's that's tricky. Um, okay. Since you started in what 2019, how many weddings do you think you've done? I don't know if you can even like keep track. Like how many weddings would you say up till now that you've done? Oh gosh. I think I've usually like since 2019, it was kind of like slower then and a little bit busier now, but I probably done. Oh gosh. I think I try to book at least like one to two a month. So that'd be like 40 weddings since then. If I don't know, maybe I did less in the beginning and then some like summers are busier than others, probably like 40. Um, can you think of a wedding, like one wedding specifically that was like your favorite to do like the location and like the vibe of it? Yeah, I think one that comes to mind was like my first bride that was from out of state and it was just refreshing because I love Utah, but sometimes those LDS weddings get a little monotonous and so she came from South Carolina and they booked a um, Airbnb in Park City, like this huge pretty Airbnb and they did like a little elopement with just their friends and family and they like exchanged vows like in the mountains and then came back to the Airbnb and had like a little ceremony. So I think I loved that one just because it was kind of like refreshing and I loved that they just like made the day what they wanted it to be. I th and it was just like fun and you could just tell that they were like really relaxed and that they were doing what they wanted. There was no pressure. How was 
because you got married last i don't i feel like it's been like you've been married for forever but like a year and a half ago yeah coming up on two we're coming up on two in january um how was how is it being in front of the camera versus behind because i know like growing up you've always been like one to be behind not really one to be in front but how was that day for you were you stressed like how was finding a photographer and a videographer like how was that for you Oh gosh. It was kind of like stressful. I remember it first, but I feel like it was nice because after doing weddings and photography and video for a while, I knew what I was looking for and what I wanted. I didn't want like a slow motion video with like drone shots and stuff, which is pretty, but I just felt like that wasn't my vibe. And then I kind of knew like what kind of editing style I liked. So it was stressful at first. I feel like picking a photographer and videographer, but once I found people that really matched my vibe, kind of like I talked about before, that helped take the stress away just because I just trusted them and I think what was nice too is their personalities were so chill I like need to give a shout out to like Morgan love you and Rachel if you're listening probably not but if you pick if you pick people that are chill too I think that's like a good like predictor of how that will go too for you if they're relaxed and easygoing and if you know that you like their style then I just feel like I wasn't stressed because I knew what I was getting with them I feel like I kind of did my research so that was good so you'd say definitely do your research. Yeah. Um, I've talked to, I have a couple of other friends who do photo and video and they have just talked about how a couple of other creators have been like really rude or shady. And I think living in Utah, the sense of industry is so big. Like, have you ever had encounters with people before that are just like shady or do you feel like people are just like rude instead of what, like welcoming? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, this is, I was just talking to Glenn about this cause it, it there is pressure in Utah because I feel like there's so many photographers here like when you start in the industry it's really scary like it's I just remember being intimidated but I feel like for the most part everyone is really welcoming I think because everyone kind of like starts somewhere and but there have been like a few times where I've shot with bigger names that where you can just tell they like don't take you as seriously like once they see honestly I think it's like the Instagram follower account that people look at and like care a lot about and so I think that that has been scary and that's kind of where people get a little weird is like oh my gosh like they have this many followers and stuff but I think I found that that isn't really a predictor of like how busy they are I think because that means maybe they charge more or things like that so I haven't had too many bad experiences but there I do remember there was one photographer that I shot with that was a bigger name and we were there kind of at a busy day at the temple and I saw another photographer that was a bigger name and I said like oh my gosh like there's you know blank yeah so and so and I was like like they are so good I love their stuff and she was like oh well anyway and she just was kind of negative about like even though he has this many followers like that doesn't mean that he's very good and I anyways I just remember thinking like oh that's too bad that like I don't know. We wouldn't be like supportive or excited because I think they're amazing. So I don't know. I think that's where it gets weird probably in the industry. I've noticed a little bit, but overall I've, that's like the only bad experience I've ever had. So it is hard because there's so many people here that do it, but for the most part, everyone's nice. So, um, that's great. I just feel like there's tea, there's potential tea to be, but you're too kind. Brooklyn is too kind. Also, Glenn is her husband. Sorry, I should have like prefaced that. She's like, Glenn, um, Glenn is her husband. We love Glenn. Um, we stan. Um, like, would you ever transition? I know you're more like wedding lifestyle. Would you ever transition to like travel content or have you ever thought about transitioning your content outside of weddings? Or is that something you think is just like, I think because so many people get married here that you're like, this is bringing in the money. So um I don't know like do you mean like for travel like personally like doing it more on like my personal account 
Um, I don't know. I think that scares me just because I, yeah, I think I'm more used to just shooting other people, but like Glenn and I have talked about it. Like we're just like, gosh, like we look at people that are just like thriving on like TikTok and Instagram. And I'm just like, gosh, I could do that because I have like the equipment and stuff to like take cute pictures and stuff. But I think maybe if I started to get burned out of weddings, I would maybe try, but it's so hard for me to take myself seriously with stuff like that. And like, I just like stand people that do because like even making reels for my photo account, like I'm so bad at that. And that is the way to like grow. And so, yeah, I need to start doing that and I could see myself doing it, but I don't know. I think maybe if I got burned out of weddings, I think weddings are nice because that's kind of where the money's at. Honestly, it's like if you can book weddings and you kind of have to put yourself out there more. So I'd have to be brave. I think if I were to ever like post stuff on my personal and do more travel, but I think it would be cool. I think it would be amazing. I just would need to be brave and do it. I'm one for you doing it. Um, uh, she talked about Haley Devine and Brad Devine, and they're just someone like we always followed and thought they were so cute. And also, I think Kenna and Jack Banger, like she was more of like a YouTuber photographer. And then um, when she got married, then they started doing it together. And I'm like, that could be you and Glenn. I like want it to be you and Glenn. And they're local here too, so that's fun. Um, I'm gonna jump into this, and I like had broken prepare a little beforehand. I want to know some horror stories, like whether it has to do with like your camera or just like couples you've worked with. Like I want the dirty details of like wedding horror stories because it's supposed to be people's like happiest day of their lives. But I just want to know all the little secrets you have about weddings. So I've been like super lucky and I feel like I haven't had too many bad experiences and I don't know if it's like just because we're in little town Utah, but I feel like it's been pretty good, but there's been a few and I think like when I, when things, I remember my first crazy experience experiences, it was one of my first weddings where they had alcohol and just being a little Mormon girl, I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm so scared. People are drinking. Like, I remember they like offered me some alcohol and I was like, what do I do? I was like, I've been trained for this moment. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, no, but it's honestly when people have alcohol, it's like more fun. The dance parties are always more fun. But I remember it was one of my first weddings where like there was alcohol and people were drinking and honestly, now that I've done a few weddings, like I've realized how normal this is, but this was definitely more of an extreme, but the groom like was drinking so much before like the ceremony. So we usually at a like non LDS wedding or when you're not at the temple before the ceremony, like you get getting ready pictures or video, and then you do like the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and stuff. And I remember he was like, so drunk, like we couldn't get him to like, look at the camera. Like he, like we couldn't get him to stand up straight. And me and the photographer were like, kind of just kept looking at each other like, Oh my gosh, like, what do we do? Like we can't. Yes. Hello. Like it is your wedding day. Like you have to give your vows in like an hour. Like, what are you going to do? Like, don't you want to remember this? So that was scary because I just remember we were just like, like, this is the one day where you can get these pictures. Like we can't recreate stuff on the wedding day. That's like the scariest part, honestly. So I just remember he was so drunk and we were just like, what is going on? So we like tried to like get some pictures and I, I just had him like look at other people for the shots. Cause I was doing video because I was like, you, his eyes were like bloodshot. Like I was literally like you, like there's no hiding this. And it was just sad. Like the worst part was like the ceremony went okay. And like after the ceremony, we went and took some bridles of the bride and groom. And I just remember the bride was like 
so sad like tears in her eyes because he could not focus so that was sad it's just because i was like just like if you're gonna drink like i get it if you're nervous but don't overdo it like be self-aware but that was probably the worst just because it was scary for like me and the photographer but then i also felt so bad for the bride because i was like he's not there like he is not physically there so anyway so that was probably the worst and then the other times like the only other horror stories i can think of is just like honestly it's never been like a bridezilla it's just been more of like sometimes the moms are a little scary so I don't know just being intimidated by the moms like when they come to like the bridals and I've had like a few moms like say things to the brides that are just like sad like they'll just be like oh like make sure she's tucking her tummy and like all this stuff and I'm just like oh that is so sad like I don't know so that's those are probably the like most common like horror terrifying times that I have but that was probably the worst one it was when the groom was super drunk that was sad that's so funny like I'm literally laughing trying to like not be loud on the mic while she says that because it's like girl we know you don't want to be here like I'm (laughs) if you have to be drunk on your wedding day then like okay um thinking of her are they still married do you know they are still married so any kids on the way or like we're chilling no they're chilling right now so hopefully it works out a little yep thinking of them um okay I I'm the worst because I love judging other people's weddings and I go to a lot right because like we do live in a Mormon town and I like don't have it written down but I have a collective like file in my brain that's a list of like do's and don'ts for like my own wedding or to do at other people's weddings and I had you write them down and I want to know because you have like all ends like you've been a bride before you've been a bridesmaid you've worked with brides you're behind the camera in front of the camera. you've done it all so I want to know and I see this list and I'm so excited for you to read I want to know everything that's on that notes that notes up okay I have been preparing my whole life for this I just want to say this right now I'm just I can't wait to bestow some wisdom upon you guys that are so lost and need help I'm just kidding um but okay so let's start with our don'ts we're gonna start with the negative and I want to get your commentary on this cam because I feel like you are a good judge of this but from one thing from a photographer and videographer standpoint that I want to mention for our Utah temple gals is do not schedule your luncheon one hour after your ceiling um because family photos are just gonna take forever so a big don't is just to don't give yourself an hour give yourself plenty of time after your ceiling um because you want to make sure that's really your only time to get photos of just the two of you on your wedding day just with like how normal layouts go for a wedding day so give yourself time after your ceiling um before your luncheon it's the worst when you're like stressed about photos and like rushing all of that before your luncheon so that's what I would say for number one. Um, the second don't is, and I kind of touched on why already, but don't bring anyone, um, that will like be negative to your shoots. If you're bringing people to bridals, do not bring like your mother-in-law that makes you feel self-conscious or don't bring like a sister that's going to be judgmental or annoying. Just bring people that are going to hype you up. Um, cause you don't want to be self-conscious at your photos and you can tell in your videos and photos if you're feeling like self-conscious, um, number three, don't let anyone make your day about them. Um, I feel like, again, like, I feel like this is just more of a Utah thing, but I think I go to a lot of weddings where like, and I don't want to like shame the line, but the line is a popular thing to do, especially at LDS weddings. And I can just tell sometimes that, or I just, I think it's 
pretty normal for people to have people show up that you don't even really know. It's like your mom's friend from high school or it's like people that other people wanted to bring to your wedding, but that you don't necessarily know. So I think just like a rule of thumb is just to make sure your wedding day is about you and that everyone that comes like is special and important to you and don't feel bad about, you know, cutting people off, not inviting people. What are your thoughts on like the very intimate weddings where it's like 50 people max like I don't know have you ever shot one of those before or like your wedding I'm sure I don't know were there people there that you didn't want like I don't know no I think like that in my opinion that's just the way to go because I just think I've I've done so that Park City wedding that I talked about was so magical I think for that reason it's just because everyone there was like so happy for them and that just made it chill and you could tell that they weren't like exhausted trying to talk to everybody because it was just people that they were naturally going to have a conversation with or like hug on their wedding day so yeah I think keeping intimate in my opinion is the way to go or just at least like smaller groups because I think then you're just not stressed about talking to like Joe from your ward six years ago you know and not like I don't know I some my mom would be mad at me for saying that because she wants me to just invite everyone and be kind but on your wedding day I think you just need to like be selfish that way and only have people there that like care about you or that you care about that's I don't know yeah no I I agree I mean I can't really say anything because I'm I'm not married but I feel like I've been to enough weddings where people are like who is that like literally whose grandma is here and then like where's your gift if I'm going to invite you, you pull up with a gift. Um, so that's the only reason I feel like when I've asked people like, Oh, do you want to just like elope or go? But like a lot of people's parents are like, we'll pay you to literally elope. So we do not have to deal with this. And then you have the other parents are like, no, we need to invite everyone because gifts. So it's just like meet in the middle. I really love what you did. You did like a, a dinner with all like your close friends and family. And then after you had like an open house, it wasn't a reception. So then everyone can come after I'm like, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So anyway, keep going with the list. Thank you. Yeah, I did love my wedding day for that reason because I feel like I knew everyone that showed up and I didn't have to be like, uh, who are you again? So, um, so yeah. And then, well, my next ones are really just, yeah, don't invite people you don't know. Don't invite your mom's friends from high school. Like that should be its own role. Don't invite your mom's friends from high school. Okay. Um, <laughs> I put don't marry someone you don't like kind of as a joke, but I think like sometimes people always ask me, like, do you film weddings like where couples just aren't vibing? And I don't know if it's just because people are nervous, but sometimes I am just like, I don't like just act like you like each other. Like just make sure that you are like so in love. And that is the last thing you're worried about on your wedding day. Make sure you make the right, the right choice there. Um, and then the, the last one is no garter. I, people are going to be shaking the fences at this one probably, but I think, I think you should go to jail if you have, if you do a garter toss, <laughs> it's not fun to watch. Well, and it's so awkward because like for like background, the majority of LDS couples who get married have not had sex before. And so when they're like up under the dress, first of all, there are children there. That's your own fault for inviting them. But second, I'm like, literally this is disgusting because we know what you're doing after. And I don't need to see a little sexy, sexy beforehand. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad you put that on there because that is like, or like when they toss it, I'm like, there is nothing more embarrassing than, yeah, when they freaking sling that thing and they're like, come on boys. It's, it's gross. Also. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, do you have a, I love how like the list of don'ts was like so long and then do's is like, no, it's pretty long. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. The garter has got to go. The garter needs to be a federal crime at this point for sure. Nothing but love and respect for people that 
I've shot weddings for that did it for legal reasons, but um, <laughs> don't do it. I'm sorry. That's my, if, if I, that's, that's a big don't. Um, so moving on to our do's. Um, the first do is to eat the food at your wedding. I think a lot of couples again, and I think it um, unfortunately has to do with the line. I think a lot of people get like caught up in, you know, they're talking to people at the line and that's usually when like the food that you paid all this money for is being eaten and people forget to eat. So if you're going to pay all this money for food and for other people to eat it, make sure that you eat it. That's a big one. Um, also, this is another tip that I try to give people, but I just think you need to invest in looking your best or being confident on your wedding day. I think not that you have to like spend all of this money on a dress, but I think prioritizing how you look and being confident is huge. And like, if you just feel prepared in that way and like you love your earrings, you love your makeup, you love your hair, your, your day is just going to go so much better. I feel like that is just a like daily rule too. Like if you feel good about what you look like that day, I just tend to have a better day. So invest in what you look like. And also, I mean, I'm biased, but I think you really need to invest in your photographer and videographer because after your wedding day, like that is all that you have of your wedding day. Um, that's like all the, all the memories that you're going to have from that day are going to be from your photographer and your videographer and then like your friend's iPhone photos. Like, so you want to make sure the good quality pictures that you have in video are from somebody that like you trust and you love their style and that like, and I don't know. So just be sure to invest in how you look, your photographer and your videographer. So, and I feel like after that, like maybe find one or two other things that are your priorities, but I mean, I don't know, invest in those things follow-up question do you ever like I feel like people who like can be so cheap um and I always tell you my like, girl you're lowballing like you can charge people like so much more have you ever had some no actually I know you have had someone be like because I know you can I get a discount or like like literally try to lowball you because of like they think because there's so many people they can do that like has that happened to you like multiple times or just the one time that I know of <laughs> No, that definitely happens a lot. And I get why people ask, but I just, yeah, like you said, I think people in Utah like are just, I think because weddings happen so often here and people are so young when they happen, people are just a little bit more cheap with their wedding, which is kind of sad because I just think that it doesn't make it as big of a deal. And then I think also like the people, I just know so many people have regrets about like their wedding day or whatever. So I think if you can just invest in like, I don't know if your photographer or videographer is charging a little bit more than you thought, it's probably, that's probably why they're like really good at what they're doing is because they have like nice equipment or yeah, good editing equipment or they, you know, have a lot, they spend money making it a good making it a good experience for you like they I don't know like they have like contracts that like will keep you safe and things like that and they're paying money so that it's a good experience in that way so yeah I think sadly people do like I and I get it again but I I, it is hard as someone that is trying to invest in their business and also like wants to have a good quality product and people are like upset about your pricing that's that is hard sometimes but yeah so I think just making that a priority is important and then I honestly, I think then other things maybe don't matter as much. If you don't care about your table decorations, cut your costs there. I get that people have a budget, but that's hard for sure. Um, okay. Oh, that is a don't. I had I put don't let people call you bridezilla, but that's a don't. Don't let people do that. Just because I think, yeah, it's your day. I'm just all for the bride being a brat about what she wants. 
Um, okay, do pay for your bridesmaids' dresses. This is I mean, people are gonna be shaking at the fences of this one too. And this I was scared to say this one, but it has to be said. I think again, people in Utah just like are kind of cheap, but like that is I think people forget like the like tradition side of weddings and like I don't know. Like I think look up the things that like the bride's family is supposed to pay for and the groom's family is supposed to pay for and just be good about those. Um, because also bridesmaids dresses can make or break your photos. If they're, if they're bad, it's not good. I'm like, are you like for like aesthetically, would you rather work with like all the same style and color? Or are you a fan of the trend where it's like, I give you like a color and you choose the style. Um, I, I don't really care either way, but I think you can just tell when like, one bridesmaid like didn't want to spend as much money and like you you know what I mean like when one dress is maybe a more like elevated style and that sounds so bad because I don't want to like shame somebody for like getting a cheap dress but you know what I mean like just I think that's why like if you can just cover the dresses that way you can be in control of what it looks like and like if someone's color is a little bit off I feel like it's more about like colors and how like things go together super well so I think that's more when I notice is if people do choose different colors if there's one that's kind of off or whatever that can be tricky but yeah so I think if you can be in control of that and if you're paying for them you can be in control of that but yeah I don't know I don't have a huge preference on that but just just pay for them I'm like no you're so right for that um I would this is like a side comment I feel like if you're asked to be a bridesmaid um look up your job I feel like I went to, I've been to weddings where I just feel like they don't help clean up or my big thing is that they don't, they're not like, they're not that you have to be at the beck and call of the bride, but I'm like, that's literally your job for the day. Um, fix her hair, fix her dress. If she is looking sweaty, you better take that powder, that setting powder and blot it in her face. She's about to leave after they just had a dance party. Trust, you better be pulling that hair into a slick back bun for her. I think I've just gone, yeah, I've gone to the amount of weddings where I just see them do nothing and I'm like girl this isn't about you like do your job yeah it's so true I think again we just lose the tradition side of weddings here because they happen so often that like it's fun to have I don't there's another word that I'm thinking of but it's fun to have those like traditions or just being really like professional about like the way that you go about your wedding it just makes it more fun so if you're a bridesmaid if you're a bridesmaid or you're a groomsman like just be helpful and that's I don't know so I think that's why sometimes I like the the weddings that are a little bit out of like the ordinary or out of the Utah bubble a little bit just because people are like just more helpful in those situations or I think they also just take it a little bit more seriously in that way so. I'm like why you pull the list up have you ever been like not catfished or like ghosted by someone who's like tried to book you <laughs> no luckily I haven't had a horrible experience but I did just have a weird dm where this guy messaged me and was like will you come take pictures of my girls and then and it was like from an account with like 10 followers and like random pictures off of the internet so that was I don't know that's like probably the creepiest experience I've had and I was like are the girls in your basement or what do you mean like so <laughs> just scary but I haven't had anyone like catfish me but that is probably another thing is just when people reach out you send them your pricing and they don't say anything that's kind of I think that's a lot of things or something that a lot of photographers have to like deal with so just follow up with your photographer or if you reach out to someone just say like hey it's not gonna work that's always helpful but I don't know never been catfished um what is your thoughts on like putting your prices on your website versus just like a general inquiry like fill out form I know I feel like a lot of the more 
well-known photographers again that have like a lot more followers are ones that they don't put their prices because they want you know what I'm saying they're like send us your budget so we can see what we can work with when I'm kind of like why don't you just put out there your expectation so then people know what they're getting into I know that's that's I feel the same way I I have it on my website just because I feel like I want people to know what they're getting themselves into and also like my prices aren't like negotiable, I guess. So I just don't want someone to come into it thinking like, oh, they're going to work with my budget, which sounds bad, but I just know like what is going to make it worth my time. And I also, a photographer tell me one time, you need to charge a price where you feel like you want to give them like a really high quality product. Like you, where you don't want to like have someone pay you like a cheaper price and then just be like, well, they're only paying this. So like, I'll just, you know, kind of do my best, but not be like a perfectionist about it but I feel like the price I charge is like what I know is best for me and also like can help me pay for like all the things I'm paying for in order to do it like my video editing software and contract stuff and things like that so I don't know I like being upfront about it I think it's also helpful for people to just know what they're getting into but I can see why other photographers don't but I think it also kind of can give off the idea that their prices are negotiable or whatever and Sometimes I think that's, for most people, I don't think that's true. I don't think a lot of photographers have a negotiable price. So I like being upfront about it. I think that's always helpful for brides. 100%. Do you have any more like do's or don'ts or was like any like last minute thoughts on like, yes, you should. Uh, One for me is that unless it's immediate family, I would say have no kids at your wedding. I've been to too many where I'm just like, they're ruining the dance. Like, like I want to see their dance with their parents or their dance with their spouse i'm also a huge fan recently as of tiktok where like the the party leaves but they do like one last final dance like what are your i'm like give me your wrap-up thoughts on these yeah definitely so i didn't have kids at my dinner either and it was a great decision um and i see again i get why some people would want to have kids like if you have nieces or nephews that are special to you but i think having some sort of moment if there are going to be like speeches or like a super emotional moment to have um, to not let kids come, I think is a good idea just so you can like minimize distractions. And it's also nice for your guests, I think, to not have to worry about that. So I think kids, like I can understand why you don't, but I think if I were to like give a general tip, it'd be to make sure you have a moment where maybe kids aren't allowed, especially if you're doing like a dinner or like toast or something like that. Um, and then what was your other question? I was just like, any like wrap up thoughts on like trends as of recently like I know one of them is like handing uh guests like film cameras or you know just stuff like that yes that's actually that is something that came to mind before this interview that's my biggest regret is that I didn't have people like have film cameras or something like that because I think that would have been fun or like a photo booth or something I feel like my photographer did a great job of like capturing like the guests and stuff but it would have been fun to have like the guests POV you know so I think that is so fun I love the idea of having like a little dance just you and your husband or wife after people leave I think any moment where you can just like set yourself up to just be able to like take it in and kind of slow down is a good idea and also you just will never regret having like more pictures or more videos so I think I love the film camera idea I love the Polaroid idea I love I'm trying to think yeah I also just love like the dress trends I love that people are going more like simple and classy and like Hailey Bieber like bows I just love that we're kind of going back to like Disney princess vibes for that too so I love that we're going simple I was gonna ask you what are your thoughts on like 
people like the tradition usually like they leave in their wedding dress versus like the people who change into like a sweat set or like a different dress like I feel like there's very 50 50 like just a personal view like as a photographer what do you like to see do you prefer a more classic like they come out in the dress or you're like okay it's kind of fun like they have matching shoes or something I think it depends on the couple I think you can tell if it's their vibe and it fits them like then you can tell that they're more like comfortable and happy when they're in a sweat set and I love when people do like Jordans or sneakers or something I like I left in my dress I like more of a classy I think when in doubt go classy if it's like kind of you kind of not you I think you can just tell when it's like when someone puts on like a sweatsuit and you're like oh that's not really them to like leave in sweats but so I think if you're in when you're in doubt just go classy just stay in your dress if you can't find like a sweatsuit that you love or a dress that you love I think it's good to stay in your dress but if you can if it's like super you and your your spouse I think that's a good idea I think it's fun it's cute yeah when like people can pull yeah like you said I didn't think about that like I think even from photos you can tell like they're very comfortable like this is so them and then there's other ones you're like okay nope (laughs) but happy for them nonetheless um I guess almost just wrapping up like what is some like either one piece or like multiple pieces of advice you'd give to someone who wants to start in the industry as a wedding photographer or videographer is just like interested in photography oh gosh um I think if you are wanting to like do it as a job I think you've got to get on social media and just be brave and post and I'm such a hypocrite because I'm so bad at posting and I don't do reels but I need to start so if you see me doing reels mind your own business if I'm out there shaking my butt on, on reels but I think you've got to start doing social media and just not worry about what other people think even if you're like not quite sure about your editing style that will come but I think just posting is how you're going to get your name out there you've got to utilize social media um and I would just say like invest in equipment pretty early on just because I think the quality of photos and stuff is what is going to help you like raise your prices and make more money and one tip that I have or I always give to people that are starting out is to like rent equipment so Alan's camera shout out to Alan's camera you can rent like a mirrorless or like a 5d mark 4 camera for like oh gosh i'm turning like 80 dollars a day and so if you were to charge you know like 200 or something for a shoot you would still make money off of that and then just pay for that rental but that way people are posting nicer quality pictures um and i think just take pictures or do make videos as often as you can even if it's just like stuff you're doing with your friends if you're like just like on a trip make a video of it post it get your name out there through social media for sure and I just think for me, the hardest thing was just not caring about what people thought. I remember like my junior year of high school, like 2016, like the golden Instagram era when I could have been like posting and like growing on social media with my photography stuff and video. Um, I remember I had someone tell me like that's so basic or cringy that you do photography and it was a guy, which is so stupid that I like let someone tell me that. But I remember that actually like kind of stopped me from posting and like putting myself out there. And I'm so mad at myself because looking back, I'm like, oh, I could have like really started sooner, which like it's not like I have regrets. But I think just like not letting people make you feel weird about it and just like putting yourself out there and not caring because at the end of the day, it's like an awesome job. And it's a great way to make money and be flexible with your schedule. So I think, yeah, don't worry about what people think. And invest in good equipment and post on social media. Just post, post, post. Yeah. I love what you said. I also think, like, if you want to do it, like, I think if you have the drive, do it. But also, like, recognizing if you're good at it. 
because like I did it for a little bit, but I recognized like, girl, I was not like, like, sure. Yeah. But it was just like, it was so typical and it was so cookie cutter that it's like, there was no personality behind it. And I think that's, you know, like why I stopped. So like Brooklyn said, I think do all of what Brooklyn said, but make sure like, I don't want to tear you down, but make sure you're good at it. Um, of course we can't leave the episode without talking about our big yikes moment. I was telling Brooklyn, I usually record this on like a weekend and we're recording this on a Wednesday. So it's like, I don't really have content for you guys. Um, but yesterday I was walking around school and everyone and their mom decided that they were going to get like boyfriends or girlfriends. And so I was with Chandler and we were just walking around. I was like, why is everyone holding hands? Like, this is actually so disgusting. And I love seeing people in love, but I remember I was talking um, to a couple of friends and I was just like, I don't know why I literally started crying. I was like, I'm just so lonely. And I would think I was just like in a bad area because I'm fine. I'm a, I'm a good independent woman and I'll find love eventually. But I was just like, that was my big yikes is that I was like feeling bad about being single. So if you're feeling bad about being single during the holiday season, don't because it's embarrassing at least it was for me. I was just like, why am I crying? Um, so that's my big yikes. What's yours, Brooklyn? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I have to say there's a man out for camp out there for cam and no one's good enough for her here. And also I won't hold Glenn's hand on campus because I just hate when people have PDA on campus. So honestly, those people were in the wrong. Um, so my big yikes moment, um, Glenn is like going to be so embarrassed, but I'm in my wedding, my pants era. Like I (laughs) have been, I literally wet my pants like twice in like the last month, month and a half from laughing too hard no like from I can't hold my pee in like I so I don't know I think it's my Stanley I think I leave my house with my Stanley and I like I'll leave my house house with my Stanley and I will chug the whole thing while I'm gone and I have a phobia of public restrooms so I won't go to the bathroom in a public bathroom because if they don't have like the little like paper that you put over it I will not be using that bathroom so but then I don't feel like I have to go and then I think I don't know what's happening to me if you're a doctor please tell me what's going on but I I have you talk to Weston after this true I'll be talking to Weston after this but I will like get home and I think my body just knows that I have to pee because I'll like be my my door has like a like like passcode so I'll be like putting my passcode and like it'll just all happen in one moment where I'm like I have to go so bad so I'll be like putting in my passcode and I'll open my door my body just knows and the floodgates open as soon as I walk into the door and so I anyway I can't make it to the bathroom these days I don't know what it is the floodgates just open so girl me literally me though (laughs) so if anyone knows what's happening to me let me know I like I feel like somebody that like has had children because I can't hold my pee in these days but I haven't like so I don't know what's wrong with me and I like will text Glenn I'll be like I wet my pants again he's like oh my gosh like I he's probably scared so that is my big yikes is I'm in my wedding my pants era it's so funny because literally when I tell you like ever since I started this I feel like my big yikes moment always included like me having to use the toilet or like me almost shitting myself and so to have someone else besides me go through that I just like can't express how grateful I am for that moment so thank you um thank you Brooklyn for coming on the podcast is there any final like anything you want to say to like the big yikes nation all seven people who listen religiously like anything you want to say to them and you're one of them so I guess all six no, I'm a loyal listener. I've been here since Wednesdays with Wham. Is that what that was called? Like, I want you to take us all the way. Like, you have the star potential, and this is your calling. So what I, what I want to say to these people is to like and subscribe, download, give us five stars, because I want Cam to take us all the way. And, yeah, I'll just have, have a good wedding. If you're planning a wedding, let me know. You sell yourself. Will you put? Will you just tell them your Instagram handle in in like your personal and your business one right now? 
Of course. This is, I feel so official now that I'm doing this. So my photo video Instagram is BRW film and photo. Honestly, if you have any ideas for a new username, let me know. But, um, but that's my like photo and video account. If you're getting married, let me know. Um, and then my personal is Brooklyn underscore Raquel. So yeah. I had to make sure there was like a shameless plug. I had to have her insert herself there. Um, but actually, guys, if you are getting married, you need to hire Brooklyn. I've been telling her since early days that I will be booking her when I do find love. So I'm very excited. But thank you so much, Brooklyn, for coming on the podcast. I'm hopefully people respond. I hope people just like flood your DMs. And I hope that if there are haters that have anything to say about this episode, that they will come at both of us because I also have a rebuttal. Um, but anyways, guys, news up. Ep- hello. New episodes every Monday at 10 a.m. And as always, I love you and I'll see you next week.